Lost in the Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2020. The futuristic year of 2020. Especially because it's recorded on like the 17th of December. (laughs) Don't give away the secrets. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, welcome. We are going to do something a little bit different tonight because our usual random word generator is down. Yay! So, (laughs) we're going to uh, take TV shows and movies, and we've done this a few times in the past, but we're going to take some existing properties and existing movies or TV shows and think about the games that probably shouldn't be made about them, uh, (laughs) really, tie-ins, and uh, we're going to see how we go. So- do you want to go first, Trevor? Do you have something in mind? I do. I've got a couple of things in mind. I think the okay. first one that we'll go with is one I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, mm. but the good old movie arachnophobia. Ooh, yes. Okay. Steven Spielberg. Yep. Uh, okay. So, this is a movie, for those who haven't seen it, where there are spiders and they are yep. fucking scary. And then there's a big spider and fire and a nail gun, and that's all I remember. Mm-hmm. All right. Is this- What sort of game is this then? Uh, is this like some sort of arcade shooter where you're killing waves and waves of spiders, or is this more of a slow tension horror kind of thing? Uh, yeah. A slow tension horror where you- as the spider, are trying not to <laughs> okay. get caught. Okay. So, you're going around trying to kill as many people in this town as possible. Okay. Okay. So, I think- um, So, if you remember some, the old game some- Aliens vs. Predator, where yeah, yeah. you had, like, the three different- uh, campaigns that you could do. Like, you had the alien, you had the predator, and you had the marine. So, in this, you've got, like, the spider that can crawl up walls and shit. And you, you're, like, looking for a mate, basically, to make your nest. And you're looking yeah. for your nest sort of thing, where you're going to- where yeah. you're going to um, position it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, the exterminator's, like, campaign, you know, where he's being brought along okay. and, and trying to do that. And then you've got, like, your Jeff Daniels- I think it was Jeff Daniels, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, so you got your Jeff Daniels, video. new doctor who's now been christened as Dr. Death because everyone that he sort of handles, you know, total, dies. totally dies. And that's just because the uh, the spiders are, like, hanging around with him. Yep. <laughs> like, he's spreading them in some way. Okay. Okay. I like this. The, the try campaign. Mm-hmm. Are they- They're, like- Happening simultaneously, as in you, you like the same time frame. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and do you play them one after the other, or are you switching back and forth? I think it's kind of like if you think of uh, StarCraft, where like yeah. you play one um, one campaign, and that's like one particular thing. You're going through all these different places. You're doing that whole thing, and then you move into your second campaign, and that's- And, I mean, look, obviously, the fucking- the spider campaign is going to be a lot different than either of the other two. Oh, yeah. Uh, This also makes me think about a little bit of- did you ever play that old game Giant Citizen Kabuto? 
Yes, I was just thinking about that the other day, <laughs> and I fucking loved that game. Yeah, it was a flawed masterpiece. Oh, um, yeah. It was buggy Completely as flawed, fuck, but- and you can buy it on GOG, and I got oh, this really? close to actually buying it on GOG yeah. the other day. But the big thing of that is, I think I did have the three different character types, didn't I? Yes. You started as, like, just a sort of standard sort of infantry-ish sort of person with a jetpack. Uh, yep. You got to play as the giant- um, that was at big, the very end because the you, end, had, and then the you had like the amphibian, sort of, uh, amphibious yeah. sort of character. Yeah. Um, did you ever actually play all the way through it? I don't think so. Because, spoiler, 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 the giant that you play mm-hmm. is actually the same character that you play in the same in the second part. Oh, turns out that like- she turns into that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, so anyway. Along those lines, yep. there's three very different gameplay styles as well. Oh, so, yeah. the spider is obviously very stealth-like. Are we talking to the level of, like, vision cones and stuff? Like, you're trying to stealth your way into places to, like, get somewhere, like, into a car so you can get somewhere where you can kill someone else. Like, do you have a target? Like, are you an assassin? Like, what's what's your goal? So, I think your your first goal is, you know, you as the big, the big spider. Um... Is you're in South Africa, or South America, I should say, South America, yep. and you're trying to um, like make it into the um, make it into into like the pack, and then you because basically all these people have just killed all your family, right? Okay. So you're you're basically now you're going on a vengeance thing of they've just killed all your family in that giant tree. You are going out for a walk <laughs> to, to forage <laughs> la, 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 for la, shit, la. and you come yeah. back and all your family's like dead in the bloody um. In all the butterfly traps and all that sort of stuff. Right. This is or what happened in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, I don't really remember. Oh, yeah. I've, based, I, based, on, based on what you love this movie. <laughs> I think I've seen it maybe twice. I, seriously, it may be one of the things that gave me my own case of arachnophobia, which is oh, yeah. it's not as bad as it used to be, but this movie was fucking scary for a kid, particularly. But when I watched it at 13, the only part I jumped at was when, like- the spider was crawling around the inside of the lamp. The lamp. And then, and then the lady yeah. went to, you know, turn off the lamp and, yep. you know, the like spider drops, drops down, down and, and bites her on I the mean, me too, obviously, because that fucking scene is seared in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, okay, uh-huh. so are we following, like, how closely we're following it? So, like, uh, based on this, the spider um, kills someone in- It kills one of the scientists- uh, that kills the nature photographer, it says. Yep. And then, uh, he's in the coffin. And then sneaks and that's how into his coffin and- like, So, is there a scene, is there a, a mission where it's like, get into the coffin? Get into the coffin, yeah. Like, make your way through this camp in the Amazon. Don't be seen by birds or other people. Get in the coffin. Yep. Well, okay. kill the guy, then get in the coffin. Because <laughs> you yeah, bite yeah, him yeah, first. That, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Maybe you just bite him over an open coffin. <laughs> yes, yeah, right, so, that's that's and, fine, and and, and, and that's like mission sort of, one. And it's a, are we talking like what's your what's your traversal like? Are you fucking Spider Man, like firing webs out and being a swing around, or are you literally just crawling through the brush? Crawling through the brush, you can crawl up vertical surfaces. You can basically yeah. traverse anywhere that, you, that a spider hit can. your ride on things that are moving, as long as you aren't seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Spider, spider, goes wherever a spider can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Does spider. he swing uh, from a web? No, he can't because he's a spider. <laughs> no, he can't because he's not a breed that does that. <laughs> he doesn't even have web spinets. <laughs> doesn't have a spinneret. All right. So, okay, that's cool. So, you come back and then- and then, yeah, you've got missions. So, you, like you said, you're trying to find- Like, you're trying to get to the prime nesting spot. Do you have missions for, like- Do you have to fight, like, other spiders and shit? Are you sort of taking over the ecosystem a bit? Yeah, I, th- I think you've you've got a, a a little bit of a tower defense thing of, you know, having to save your nest from, from like, different predators. Oh, you've got to find a mate. Stuff. Right. Because, yeah, I'm reading here again that the Amazonian spider mates with a just a local, the domestic spider. Yeah. And then all of its children uh, 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 are lethal, have yep. lethal venom as well. Yep. Right. Cool. And for some reason, like, there's a general sort of spider. There's a queen spider. There's, <laughs> you know, a few of the big spiders for some unknown fucking reason. And then there's a whole heap of tiny little ones that don't have any, like- I mean, magic DNA. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I think, yeah, you've got you to gotta have, like, those- like scene, there's a scene in the in the film where you actually see uh, the spider go from the um from the barn and then drags like this big nest along with them as they're dragging it actually to to underneath the house mm. that sort of stuff. Okay. So I do like the idea of you know there's like that mission where you've got to you got to stealthily get you get your nest from the from the barn into the um yeah into the house or into the basement. Sort of yeah. Thing. So is this purely because presumably there's some like human biting fun in here, and do they just like drop dead? Are you having to like hitman style drag them into the bushes? <laughs> <laughs> we could just go like super comical with this <laughs> because okay. I'm just trying to think of like if you're just literally uh, a tiny spider trying to avoid sight from people, like that could get tedious, but. Yeah, if it's, like, timing to drop down and bite people, you know, but then they get discovered or something, like, where- yeah, where where are the sort of classic stealth elements coming into this well, gameplay Well, I, I think- I think you get to, um, sort of like a Call of Duty where you get to, um, play, uh, different characters within- within, like, this- this campaign sort of thing. You get to play the yep. different- different spiders out- Different and, spiders, yeah. Out in the world, you know, sort of sneaking underneath, in between, like- all over magazines and that sort of stuff, like on people's floors and, you know, sneak under someone's bed and, you know, maybe hide in, in the uh, slippers, you know, kind of like yep. there's actually yep. a scene where they hide in the slippers. And, you know, then there's a scene where you've got to uh, sneak between all the bleachers to get into into a helmet so you can actually bite, bite the guy on the neck and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that, that I, I sort of get how the spiders will work. So let's switch over to the others. So yep. the exterminator is this like literally more of just a fucking shoot, shoot and destroy kind of missions. Yeah, you, like going through yeah. different houses trying to find the source of this. Perhaps. Well, you just go where you've been asked to go, and you're and you're looking for you know what you what you're being told to clear out. So it's you, yeah. John Goodman, uh, being asked to. To you know, clean out a cockroach nest. Huh. Yeah, it was John Goodman. Yeah. Oh yeah, there were some pretty good people in this. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it, was a, it was a it was a big budget thing, really. Like to a certain degree. I mean, yeah. or at least high profile. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely love the film. 
I need like to watch it, was, it again now. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, I just think you know you go out and you you're dealing with all these these different uh, calls, and then you get called out to this one area where all of a sudden you're going up against these spiders. And I think one of the coolest things from the um from the film is that you know you spray one of the spiders that you see, and nothing happens. Like it continues on, and then you spray right. it again, and it stops, and then it continues on, and then you get to stand on it, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, and then. Later on, you know, you, you get the high-profile um, stuff that, you know, absolutely burns them like acids sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, you have to, like, cook up the better stuff. That's part of your- that arc yeah. of that character. Yeah. And then I think- so, then is the Doctor more of, like, an investigative role almost? Investigative. Um, I, I think he he gets, you know, you're like- you know, he's trying to work out what what's actually causing all these things, and you, then you find out that it's actually spiders and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. All right, my turn, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm clicking. I'm clicking. I'm clicking. <laughs> so I'm actually looking at I'm looking at TV shows because I I thought maybe there'd be something interesting there. Unfortunately, a lot of TV shows are really just like people talking to each other. Which is fun to watch mm-hmm. sometimes based on their relationships and things, but it's hard to turn into a game. But, but, so the first one I came up with, and because I haven't found a new one, let's just do that. Uh, it has some in- in- interesting elements and some action and that sort of thing that we could probably think about turning into a video game. And that mm-hmm. show is 24 with Keith Sutherland. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think there was actually a game based on this. Oh, I think ooh. there was. I think there was. But we can we can take our own, uh, you know, we can have our own take on it. Uh, I don't yep. know what that game did with the real-time aspect of it, but I think leaning into that ding. could be really cool. Ding. Ding. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> I'm almost okay. thinking- It's a 24-hour period of which you've got 24 hours to stop this thing. Yeah. There are- there are- there is information that you get told about along the way and, you know, you, you're trying to basically- You've got this amount of time to actually complete that objective. Well, and, yeah, and, and I think basically the the game is, is played through in real time and certain things- And, and I don't know how troubling this is going to get from a branching perspective for different events occurring or whether you just fail if you don't do something by a certain time, right? But I think you've very much got that ticking clock- Showing up here and there, and, and and that time pressure of these scenes. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I think the the obvious way to go is like a third person action shooter. Oh yeah, I was actually thinking maybe a bit more, almost like a bit of a Hotline Miami or something. Do you know what I mean? Like a bit more of a top downish or an isometric, but still mm-hmm. relatively action based. But maybe just sort of slightly more tactical in the sense of you're seeing- You can sort of see a bit into the room and, and, and scope out where people are before okay. you attack. So, you can kind of come in and like bang, 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 like take them down quickly. And I feel like that kind of fits in with the whole Jack Bauer uh, method, um, you know, in, in that way. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, I never actually watched the show. So, what can you tell me about, you know- yeah, like do that. Look, do they was- actually show everything within this twenty-four hour period? So, 
Is there well, like eight I mean, hours of someone they, sleeping, or is there? <laughs> well, yes, yes, and no. I mean, Jack basically doesn't sleep for the whole twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Generally, what happens because they're I don't know how many seasons. I don't think I have watched all the seasons, and they did a they did a later one, like a reboot ish sort of, or uh, not a reboot, but like a um, brought it back at some point, I think. But pretty much how it happened is like in the first hour. You know, Jack Jack Bauer's just living his normal life, and then he finds out some shit's happened. And he worked for like a counter terrorist agency, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, CTU counter terrorist unit. And yeah, then basically in real time, they would sort of cut between different characters in different places and show what was going on. And the idea was that yeah, it was all happening exactly at that at that time. Uh, okay, but so if someone was asleep, they just happened- wouldn't cut to them. So, what actually happened during, like, um, ad breaks? Uh, it was generally- They just put them in a point where nothing interesting was happening, sort of thing. So, it and actually would, would come, come back. come back, like, three minutes later? Yeah, it would actually would come back. Like, going into an ad break, they'd have the countdown timer. Dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink. And then it'd come back and, it was, and they'd show it immediately again and it was about three minutes later. Yep. And you just assume nothing of- of interest happened. <laughs> <laughs> every time, like every 10 minutes or so, uh, Jack would say, oh, God, take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> every single time, like <laughs> you start thinking, oh, God, something's really wrong because he keeps on coming back, you know, sort of adjusting his belt and you could hear a toilet flushing in the <laughs> background. <laughs> it's like fucking uh, married with children. <laughs> like just the toilet flush comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Every single goddamn What we could time. do, uh, I like the idea of that we fuck with people. It's like, oh, all right, there's this new 24 game coming out. They like play it and they play for like an hour and a half. It's like, yeah, all right. The t- like it's exactly an hour and a half later after I started, like this real time thing's really cool. They turn it off and they go to bed and they wake up and the time's still been going. They turn the, comp- they turn the game back on and it's like, you know, 17 hours in and like people everyone where you were is just like running around like crazy because Jack's just been standing still for 13 hours <laughs> they're taking you to the hospital <laughs> yeah yeah you, yeah you wake up in the hospital it's like oh my god you were in a coma for 15 hours what happened you've only got you've only got fucking nine hours left to solve this problem or the the nuke's gonna go off um, and then and then you can't actually, you can't even restart the game until that whole time is up and it's like 24 hours nuke went off you failed alright you wanna try again and it's like, oh, fuck, I guess I need to set aside 24 hours to potentially finish this game. <laughs> a speed run is literally 24 hours. <laughs> you can't speed anything yeah. up. Well, the speed, maybe you can solve it quicker than that, but, like, you can't win it until that 24-hour period. So, the last, like, eight hours of a speed run are just Jack's playing video games. <laughs> With like Jack's the terrorist, Grand Theft Auto Five, like with the terrorist tied up behind him. It's like, well, they're not going to set the bomb off. I got him already. Uh- <laughs> Maybe you can just go to sleep, and so you go to sleep, and then you wake up, and oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, no, more seriously, like. Yeah, I kind of like that idea of, of a more more top down slash isometric, or maybe even a little bit like the John Wick hex that uh, came out recently. That was turn based. I'm I'm thinking more more um, real time, uh, real time, but but with a bit of you can take cover at a doorway, right? And you can like kick the door open and you get a view inside. And now it's like okay, I know one person there, one person there, one person there. 
Yeah. And maybe you've got some skills you can use of like just take down up to three people, like the closest three people when you burst into a room or something, right? Like you've I kind of like got the little idea. moves. I kind of like the idea that the um that the health system is more like the health system from say Uncharted, where okay. bullets aren't actually hitting you. It's in like Uncharted, a peril it's actually more of a luck meter sort of thing. Yeah. You're not getting hit until you know when you get until so your health far hits down. the bottom. That's when you finally get hit. Yeah, by one but bullet it, that kills it recharges you. sort of thing. Yeah, um, over time. So you know, yeah. you, it's, it's your extremely bow, it's lucky. It's your meter. Yeah, yeah. How bow? How bow like you are? How bow are you? It's your bow. Um, wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I like that kind of semi real time tactical sort of thing. Where yeah you so, yeah you can sort of crouch up to cover, but then you've got these special special sort of moves you can use, and you can kind of scope things out a bit, and and like they may not be directly attacking you because you don't know where they are. So it gives you a bit more of that tactical sort of thing, and then you've got mm-hmm. sort of story ish sections as well, or stealth sections and stuff where you know you, you're going along, and one of the guys is like, "Wait, what's that sound? I heard something going dunk, dunk, dunk." And Jack's like, "Fuck my watch." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I guess it's my turn now. Yeah, let's jump on so something else. I, I, I think we may have done something around this before, That's but right. again, It'll I'm be planning on taking it in a different way. Sure. The good place. Ooh, okay. But- I, I am caught up now, so you can't spoil me on it, unless you've read ahead somehow. How good is it, by the way? Like, they've oh, done fucking- such a good job in this It's the best show, and I'm glad that they're finishing it up, because- they're just going to have a great arc and it's going to be done. Yep. We um, should probably so- not base it on, like, much in the late- later season or two. Oh, no, 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 no. You are, like, a bad place architect. Yeah. Cool. And your whole thing is, like, creating, you know, you get to create your neighbourhood, you get to torture the humans. And it's okay. basically, like, all the bad parts of The Sims. Yeah. You know- yeah. 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 Oh, okay. The whole That's- idea is that, you know, you've got to keep on torturing these, these people and, um, whether you keep it that you're Michael and you're, and you're trying to keep them, no, you know, I thinking think- that they're in the good place or whether, you know, you can go all on, all out, like torture and. <laughs> well, and I think I like the idea that, okay. So, cause I, I really like the idea that this is a world where Michael's, you know, good, uh, his, his neighborhood torture system has taken off. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. this is how we're torturing people now. And so it's you just get all the assigned, <laughs> and you get assigned. No, no, I think you get assigned four random people. I don't think mm-hmm. it's got Eleanor and Cheedy and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you get assigned four random people. You've got their dossiers. You can see if they've had any relationships like previously with each other. Um you can see you can go like if we can you could re- literally randomly generate like their entire points history. That'd be cool. <laughs> yep. And you have to, yeah, you, you are coming up with ways in a very Sims-like or management-like, f- or in a very Sims-like or management-like fashion to to torture them. Yeah. And I think you get more points if it's, like, psychologically torturing them. But you can just do things like- Flatten their penises. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe there's a bit of a, like, a congruence meter where- they have to accept it as the good place still, but you can over time 
bring in more and more things that are more obviously torturous. Mm-hmm. But like, if it, if it comes in slowly enough, or there's a good reason for it, then they won't they won't think it's out of place. Yeah, Whereas but what I just- love about it is that at any time that you you think that things aren't going well, and then they they reveal they to figure you that it out. You just hit the reset button and you start it all over again with the same people. Yeah, that's cool. I like that too because you can learn as you go. So yeah, like the first time you might try to bring out the fucking boiling hot oil, you know, bath or something um, immediately. And they're just like, oh, uh, this doesn't seem like a good place. What the fuck's going on? Oh, we're in hell. Oh, this is the bad place. <laughs> Bink. <laughs> yeah. You get the little, you get Michael's little fucking cackle every time though, because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I, cool. That's I cool. really that's like cool. this idea. I just think it's like- Having to take, like, the Sims sort of characters and just totally fuck with them. Well, and that's what people did. It's like it's like leaning into what people already did in The Sims. Yeah. So, like, they go for a swim in their fucking amazing pool that they- um, that, they, that you gave them and they're, like, super happy and then they try to get out and they're like, where's the fucking ladder? <laughs> What's going on here? Do, so, do you go along the lines then, though, again, because of the sort of congruence thing- do they realize they're maybe not supposed to be there or does one of them or is that just maybe a trait that one of one or more of them may randomly have? Yeah. Um, where they, they think that they're there by mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think there's no reason why that couldn't happen. And, you know, there's some sort of um, each character has sort of like a you can have, you know, a line of of something that they, they've been playing, uh, you know, programmed to go down. You know, sort of like Brent with the bestest place and all that sort of stuff. You yeah, know. well, I think maybe because like Chidi and Tahani, like they they accepted that they were supposed to be in the good place, right? Yeah. Whereas Jason and Eleanor didn't really, yep. and I mean, Eleanor, uh, Jason particularly was like new enough to pre- keep pretending to be a monk for a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, spoilers, spoilers, boys. If you haven't watched fucking Good Place season one, hopefully you figured that out already. That we would be spoiling. But, yeah, I think that's almost a trait, then, of these randomly generated characters you get of they don't think they deserve to be there. For whatever reason, it might just be low self-esteem. It might be literally they are a murderer, whatever. And that could be sort of another aspect that gets generated. And then some people do accept it and they're like, I've been mostly good. Okay, that's fine. But that affects, like, what they will accept, you know? Yeah. In different ways. So, yeah, that could be that could be really cool. Yeah. You can actually set up, you know- like a party that's going to go down and you choose certain things that happen from the party to, to cause chaos the next day. and Right, and, yeah. And, you know, that's sort of like the psychological torture for, for you know, one of the one of the characters who do- doesn't think they belong there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can, like, build up this neighbourhood. You can grow it. Uh, you can grow it as you like. <laughs> but it's all powered by the Janets, right? Yep. And I'm just picturing, like, you start building your base too big. It's like, you must build more Janets. <laughs> <laughs> you must build additional pylons. Additional Janet, yeah. <laughs> damn it, fuck, additional. I was looking up the damn quote because I couldn't remember it. Yeah. You must build additional Janets. Uh, you must construct additional Janets. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like the idea as well that you've just got all these Janets going around. And mm-hmm. like building building the stuff for you, they're almost like your little worker bees in in some of those building games, like Prison Architect and stuff. Yeah, 
Uh, that's really fucking cool. It is. That would be fun. Cool. That would be really fun. Okay. I've got one. You got one? Yep. All right. Let's do it. Jumanji. Okay. This is timely. There's a new one coming out. I know. I'm going through literally <laughs> movies coming out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we doing? Are we doing original Jumanji with the board game? Are we doing this is, or are we doing like a tie into the new Jumanjis where it's, or at least I've obviously seen the new one, but the newest one, but the 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 sequel, which was a video game. I'm kind of thinking the the original Jumanji that we that we all know and love. Maybe it's just based on like Alan Parrish's time inside the game, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's not even okay. Okay, like the the survival sort of aspect that he had to go through. Okay, so this is like these are like the missing fucking thirty years. Yep. Of 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 Alan Parrish in the game. Yep. Okay. Well, we could we could even we could make up some stuff here, right? In that maybe other people did play the game in between. They just didn't get him out. <laughs> right. Just the whole so, thing about the the whole thing about the game is that, like, the movie is that, like, they're still playing. Two more people join in, and then they're going to oh, go yeah. get the other. The other girl. So no. Well, I'm just trying to think of. I'm just trying to think of how we can even bring other characters into it then, because it might just. Well, there's, get- there's other characters in in the game. Like, I mean, there's the hunter. Yeah. So and he's. I, there's definitely he's sort of like your predator, sort of um, going after you, sort of character. Yeah. So is this a, a like survival? Yeah, survival horror like game. The but- forest type of game yeah. where you're building stuff and, yeah. and finding. Okay, all right, but this is Juman. It's just, it's Jumanji. Yeah. How do you bring in the Jumanji aspects then? Well, I I think it's it's like you're going through. You arrive as a as a sort as of a youngish kid. boy. Yeah. In like the jungle at night, sort of thing. Yeah. And you know you got this big action sequence of having to run away from, you know, stampeding rhinos or something like that, and yeah. Then you build build your shelter, and that's sort of like the end of this. And then it goes to like a few years later, and it's showing. Okay, now you've got your sort of like daily tasks of you go out, you get food, you get water, but the hunter's now chasing you or something like that. Like you just pick, okay, yeah, cherry pick some, some. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I d- I guess I just I wonder if you want to go fully down the hole. I'm building up my you know my camp kind of idea. Like, do we want to literally do, like, crafting and, and like, managing your tools and stuff? Yeah, I kind of- I kind of see that every- every year you go through, like, one or two days and that's basically you're set up for the next year. Like, how well you do depends on how well your next year actually goes. Well, okay. And I like that because I like the idea of- because obviously one of the big- one of the big draws of that game is it's like, I get to set up this camp and everything and survive the way I want to or the way I think should happen. Yeah. But seeing that then over time and kind of you come back a year later and like there's a bit of wear and tear on stuff and like the things that you have placed down, like now there's growth up around them and like they look a lot more kind of embedded. Worn like they, in. Yeah, they're worn yep. in, exactly. That's kind of cool. And then, yeah, you kind of get to build- and I mean- we don't have to explain why he hasn't built anything for a year, but 
Yeah, yeah you get to you, like you, play like, the next section. You, you're coming in and nothing really has happened. He's just sort of survived doing the exact same sort of stuff that you you were doing in the previous. Yeah. Day. Is it based then, on like if like you haven't set, set up happens. if you haven't set up defenses well enough? Like, can you not survive then here? <laughs> Oh, but, no, you're but always going to survive. I think okay. I think the thing is that you're always going to survive just how well you've actually- Maybe it's like how many supplies you have. Yeah. Like when you come back and like what your health is or something. Like maybe you've you've been attacked a couple of times and so, yeah, you've like got an injured leg. And so, now you're going to have to- One of the extra things you're going to have to do in this period is is like- Make sure you've set yourself up to heal over the next period. And that's going to make you mm-hmm. take time away from something else. Um, that you could be doing otherwise. That's cool. I like that because then I can see, you know, the balance of building defenses and supply gathering, you know, traps for for meat and different things. Like you can't build like getting the correct balance for getting to the next year with, and, you know, you, you get there and it's like, oh, good. I've got 40% health and, you know, this much storage of, of uh, meat and- you know, my tools are still mostly intact or whatever. Whereas if you if you get that balance wrong, it's like, well, I've got a fuckload of meat, but <laughs> like I'm close to death <laughs> because I didn't set enough up enough defenses and like the hunter shot me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I could see that yeah, being really cool. I do like that. And then yeah, you just see him growing up over time and and you even get some little homey aspects then, like you set up, you know, some decorations and <laughs> you get some more uh aesthetic Things that you can craft and build over time. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just like the idea of like what they didn't what they did in the new film. Well, not the new new film, but the old new film was that they showed the treehouse where mm. Alan Parrish actually lived most That's of the right. time. They found like the guy had, who'd been in there found it. Yeah, like he he'd been in there for a few years or whatever. I can't remember exactly, but he'd found yeah. it and had used Alan Parrish's stuff to survive. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of like the idea that you, there are, you know, there is a civilization. Oh, so you will get some remnants. You'll get some remnants of of previous people who have played, who have been stuck in here. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, cool. I like that. You get some history from like the fucking eighteen hundreds. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. That's cool. That's cool. That is really cool. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I like it. I like it. Fun. Mm-hmm. All right. I wonder whether we could sort of do what they used to do to a lot of old Disney films. Okay. And make like a side scroller. Yeah. Oh. For something modern. The movie Coco. Okay. Okay. So, where, I, okay, so- I have a feeling that, that that's sort of ripe for an adaptation of- Sure, sure. All right. I like that idea of going for- So, w- let's imagine a world- where uh, 3D movie technology has gotten to the point where they were able to make Coco, but video game technology has only made it to the Super Nintendo. <laughs> or the Sega Mega Drive. Or the Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> that, that era, that generation of consoles. So, yeah, we're talking a side scroll up, maybe with some cool- like fake 3D kind of stuff that was so like a mode seven, time. <laughs> a mode seven thing where like maybe going across the the flower petal bridge or something, um, you know, coming into the screen, kind of like the the Lion King did with the 
the stampede scene or yep. whatever. Yeah. Okay. So who do you play? Do you play um, the uh, what's the boy's name? Um, Miguel. Do you play Miguel? I, I think probably so. makes no sense. I think that's where you where the old Super Nintendo developers would go. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's think of some of the levels then. So your first level is probably in Mexico, like in Mexico, running, running through the streets, like with your guitar or something, right? Because it's the sort of uh, first day of the Dead Festival. Um, well, even even before that, you probably got that scene where I don't know you've pro- like I'm trying to remember. There's isn't there a scene early on where he like when is it that he's playing the guitar of the? Um, I thought that the, was is that on, on the, the day festival? of the dead. Okay, that was because, um, like that's when that's when he um he finds out about the on the day of the dead festival he finds uh, out that you know his grandfather had Ernesto's famous guitar and and you know that's that's where he sort of decides that he's going to break into the mausoleum and and take the guitar and and play it and all that sort of stuff. So I think you've got sort of like. Just, just a side-scrolling thing where you, where you sort of like running home after school, maybe, and and okay. that's where at the end of that you break the um, the photo frame and yeah. find out that okay, that's actually your your um, possibly your grandfather, and then your next thing is okay, now you now you're running trying to get away from the rest of the family, uh, trying to get right. Okay, so I'm picturing yeah a scene where literally you've got all the family members chasing you and stuff, and you're having to yep. go through this like really tricky side-scrolling section on the roofs of this village in Mexico, down to the you know sliding under things, jumping over things. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Ali, uh, sort of. I'm picturing almost Prince of Persia, sort of. Okay, I'm very much thinking like a ladder sort of platform, but okay, just because yeah. of what they did with that, like just because of the similarities there. But yeah, it could be, <laughs> and how vertical the fucking level went. <laughs> yeah, they did in the ladder for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Do you, is there any sort of like com- are you jumping on the heads of people? Like, what are you? I mean, obviously, there's not much combat in this in the movie. Like, is are you, do you bring in any sort of attacks or anything, or it's mostly around just platforming prowess? It's mostly around platforming. It's it's sort of like um, I think you can stun some some uh, people, but that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you jump on their heads and it stuns them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder if like once you get the guitar, and obviously you get transported at that point. I think right. Yes. Uh, it's obviously been too long since I've seen the movie. Maybe you've got some cool guitar moves you can do to, like, add to your platforming. Maybe you bring in a bit of modern platforming sort of stuff where, like, the guitar gives you a dash jump in the air or something or, you know, a, a bit of a bit of extra traversal that that uh, you can do by playing a cool chord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even just, like, hooking it onto things. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a precious instrument or, instrument or anything. Yeah, I, I just really like the idea of this, um, of just being able to, you know, sort of see the the movie Coco, but in, in like, a really, like, twisted way. Well, it's almost a demake at that point. Um, we're bringing it down, particularly if, you, if we're going full on, like, SNES technology or Genesis technology, Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, like- Maybe you still- I feel like you've got that nice, smooth animation that those Disney games had, but it's yep. all, like, just sprites. Yeah, and and it's really a, um, 
you know, it's a bastardized version of the of the whole story, which is what those those games really were. They oh were just- yeah, yeah. Well, and you you're like picking up fucking like what's the dog who ends up being a, a magical creature or whatever. Like that's your lives. You just find yep. your dog in the level and get a new life, get an extra life. Yeah, yeah. You're like gathering flower petals, probably. Uh, as you're sort of collectible in all the levels, you you gotta you gotta find like the family members within each of the levels. Like they oh, all, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like your hidden, um- your hidden, hidden things. Yeah, for sure. Your different, different yep. family members. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got little musical. I think you got little musical mini games in between, where you yep. like get up on stage and play. You know, or, yep. like, play and a then song and get bonus points. And there's like um, note pages that you can pick up along the way that that yeah. like. Yeah. Add to the repertoire. Add to your songbook <laughs> of your grandpa's songs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. That is. Okay. Um. All right. So, sticking with Pixar, just because now you've got me in mind of that, but a different style of game. Okay. I'm kind of thinking up. Pixar's up. Okay. But again, going with the like the classic style, like it's like a classic arcade game, um, mm-hmm. and bringing that into either. Okay, so I had I had a couple of things here. Do you remember the old Ducktales game where you were like trying to beat the other person to get the most treasure? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So sort almost something like that where you're on the journey, right? Like you're flying your fucking your house, and but you're. But you're sort of doing little missions in between that are like platforming or a maze or whatever, right? A shooting mission. Yeah. Like run away from the dogs, um, you know, shoot down the blimp. Again, taking liberties with the story in every way, every okay, way possible. So, so, you know what I think it should it should be yeah. is the- It's that part of the, of the movie in between when they took off and they landed at this- at like you know the the um yeah like the, the river island or whatever falls or, yeah it's basically it's the entire like it's the trip, trip. it's the whole trip okay so you're just flying the whole time but like having to like dodge shit and oh but you, you know you, you you see something on the way and you decide to you decide to drop down there and you can do a little bit of a a search around there and then you can right. you know set off again and like you don't necessarily know exactly where you're going. Yeah, I like the idea that you got to actually find out where you're going by dropping down and, and landing in all these places. <laughs> okay, so you're like orienteering. Um, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, you're like, but you're, like- you're also like searching for treasure, doing like raiding tombs and shit <laughs> while you're down there. <laughs> the only, yeah, the only issue I have with that is like it's only the 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 old guy and the boy at that point, right? Because they haven't found the other characters, Russell and Carl. Yeah. Um, which is fine, which is fine. And maybe you've got some moves, like, again, if we're sort of going the classic old Super Nintendo <laughs> style, you know, Russell's your little quick small one and he can get down, you know, climb up ledges and do things and whatever. <laughs> it's, or it's, it's even, like a, um, it's a, it's a two person player, it's a two player version of, or, you know, two character version of Lost Vikings. <laughs> yeah, almost. Or, or I just had the thought, it's a fucking escort mission. <laughs> They're all escort missions. No, I guess Carl's <laughs> not that useless. He's got his he's got his cane with his tennis balls on the end. Like, he can fight things off. He can reach yep. things with the cane. Yeah, you're having to, like, go through these levels. But they're, like, full-on platformy levels. So, it's like, 
uh, you know, Carl hooks his cane onto the pulley and uh, Russell grabs onto him and they slide across the pit as the on the, on the chain. Um, and then, you know, Russell bounces on a trampoline to get up high and and put, collect the treasure. And things that they're collecting along the way is also more balloons. And more yes. helium tanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's how they got- Yeah, because like, there's no way balloons wouldn't have just popped or got lost or whatever on the way. They collect more yeah. balloons, they collect more helium. <laughs> I love this. In one old, of the levels you go down into the helium mines. <laughs> the helium mines, yeah, totally. There's helium smugglers that you got to try to- You steal it from. They they have all these balloons that they just keep on sucking the helium out of and talking to high high. Well, they're boys. down in caves. They're down in caves, and there's more helium in the air than oxygen. So everyone's just talking all high, Hi. high voice. <laughs> Come out! I heard you there. Who was that? It's like stealth stuff. <laughs> Shoot him! <laughs> Fucking helium mines. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. I think we've got time for one more. Oh, damn you. I was it's you yours. Say that. No, it's yours. Unless I can think of something better, faster, but I probably can't. Given my history. Oh, I'm kind of in a horror film mood. Yeah. Like a horror mood. So, ooh, what, what Stephen King property haven't we, haven't we touched? Uh, maybe, um... Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh Travis I don't know something. what we'll do with it, but <laughs> this is right. something a little bit interesting. Okay. Bargain Hunt. Bargain Hunt? What is that? Have you never heard of the of the like reality TV show Bargain Hunt? No. Where you go around like this uh or contestants on this program, they go around like this this markety sort of thing, trying to find trying to find knickknacks that they can buy and okay. then try to sell them at auction. Okay, and make money off it, basically. And make money off it. Is this still going? Oh, it's like I just saw it on um Oh, I see there's like different versions. Oh my yeah. god, there's sixteen hundred episodes. Yeah. It's been going for fifty five series, it says. <laughs> exactly. I mean I guess it's the UK, so like that's not that's obviously not yearly series but Jesus okay <laughs> no I've never heard of this mm-hmm. but I guess I got some binging to do <laughs> <laughs> oh god it started in 2000 and it's still going yeah holy fuck alright okay, so- okay let's see can can we actually do something with this no this is cool I could kind of picture this as almost a bit of a casual a bit of a casual game where yeah. you sort of you're presented with a scene from an antique shop and you've got a certain yep. amount of money and and you need to sort of like judge, all right, what am I gonna spend these this three dollars and seventy cents on? <laughs> Whatever. Or this this fifty bucks. I'm gonna spend fifty bucks on yep. stuff. And so you gotta you gotta sort of go, okay, so I know that we're going to go to this sort of antique place to actually sell. Stuff. Right, yeah. I reckon I could haggle this down to this amount and I reckon I could sell it for this. Okay, so you've got like, like a, a haggling mini game yep. to get it for a good price. And then I think, yeah, look, I think you've got a, a bunch of different factors because obviously you can't just buy junk and then sell it 
at a good price. Like, no. you have to have a somewhat of a discerning eye, and maybe this comes over time, you start to learn, like, what will sell better or, yeah, what will sell better at different places or, you know, and obviously every now and then you fucking hit the jackpot and it's like, this was the one-of-a-kind precious, you know, music box, uh, you know, that was thought lost by the princess of Geomeria <laughs> and it's worth $30 <laughs> billion. Uh, how much did you pay for it? Mm, $250. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, in general, it's about sort of just having an eye for these things. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What's the- do you, are, you fo- are you doing it as if it's the TV show? An episode? Yeah, of I, 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 like think, you've got presenters I think it's basically- You've got your presenter and basically he sort of tells you how well you you sort of chose your stuff. He he has like a his little thing of, well, actually, one of the things that you looked at, you know, would have made a mint because, you know, it was mislabeled as as this sort right. of stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I gotcha. But what you chose was a fake. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just amused that they've got like bargain hunt famous finds where they had celebrities on, but of course because of the like cultural differences uh, between like the local, you know, the UK kind of celebrity pool, it's just all these names I do not recognise. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just amused that they're mostly like they're just very British names a lot of the time as well. Yeah, you just kind of imagine who these people are, but anyway. Okay, I like so it. So, we can we can go with that, or I did have one other idea that just popped into my head. Sure. And it's one of the things that I think was missing from Sea of Thieves okay. was, like, the actual having to, f- like, crack codes on a map, kind of like a, a Treasure Island sort of thing mm. of you've got a map, you're, you've just arrived on the island, and you've got to, like, follow the clues to-, to to find, like, um, find the treasure on this island. Yep. Um, so, is this is this a tie into something, or you're, this is just an idea you had? Just an idea that I that I had that could actually be, you know, sort of like almost a procedurally generated island. Yeah. I'm sort of thinking along the lines of, you know, your city of brass or or whatever that you've, you know, everything sort of gets generated, but what actually happens is the map gets generated. And the clues based on the map, so that you're you're heading round, um, having to try and follow these clues to to get to where the treasure is, and um, there's some traps and shit along the way. Yeah, yeah. Always that's- picking picking off like my favourite scenes from from like uh, I was just thinking about the episode of Rick and Morty where they where they the heist episode. Yeah, you know where they where they went into the um into the thing at the the start, and they're like, okay, booby traps. You know, right, uh, anti booby right, trap right. device, and all the booby traps are going off, and all that sort of stuff. Well, could this be like see if these obviously multiplayer? Could this be a situation where it's almost like a? Well, I was going to say it's almost like a battle royale. It's not. You're not. It's not 100 people getting dropped on an island. But I'm thinking like it's four people getting like coming to shore on this island all at the same time, and in different a, locations, in different locations, and it's a race to like get the treasure. Yeah. Or you could potentially take the other people out, but I think this isn't a this isn't you're not finding tons of weaponry, right? Like you've got your little sidearm, 
which is the the classic old, you know, fucking pirate style, uh, inaccurate sort of thing. Yep. You got your shovel and you your got map. your shovel and your map. And, and you, you might even have different like things on them. You don't even necessarily start with the same map, right? Like you've got they they obviously all point to the same place, but you've got different sections of them or something. Um, yep. So, it could be that, all right, uh, my strategy is I'm going to take out at least one other person because their map combined with mine is going to, like, give me a better better clues to the treasure. But that's also risky. Like, getting any combat is risky. You know, you, it, it may be that just following the clues is going to be better. Yeah, I do kind of like the idea of you do have four four pieces of the map and all four- all four people have a different piece of the map and therefore taking out the other people is your only way of getting more pieces of the map. Or you can, you know, form an alliance with someone and, right. you know, go to split the treasure. But then when you when you get to the end, you know, then you they could take maybe you out. Backstab them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That could be an interesting thing because, yeah, do you backstab or don't you? Like, because yep. they get a chance. Like, there's, it's. I don't think you can ever give anyone the situation where it's just like- if you backstab, the other person doesn't have any chance to do anything. But you've got a bit of a, like, prisoner's dilemma or whatever where it's like, okay, maybe it's that you you either choose to backstab or not before sort mm-hmm. of the, the end. And and it's the whole thing of, like- If, if you both choose to backstab, you both then you both to backstab, die. Then you get, both get nothing. <laughs> yeah. But if one of you chooses to backstab, you get less or something. I don't know, for some yeah. reason. But if you both- yeah. Well, that doesn't have to make sense because if you both choose to not backstab, you're not going to get more stuff. But- Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, some sort of little dilemma like that. I like that idea. Yep. Um, I like the yeah. idea of this of this island being fucking huge, though. Like- Pretty huge. I think- I don't think it's impossible that you just run into each other, but I think chances are you're not going to find each other unless you- Like, maybe you can do something where you can sort of, like, sniff out their campfires or something. Like, I don't know, maybe you've- I guess it depends on how long a round goes for. Yeah. Because this is almost- This almost is a Battle Royale puzzle game. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a 25-minute round. And I think you do need to have a way to solve it just by following your clues. But you're going to have to go through more clues, basically. So, it could be, you know, you get on the answer. All right, my first clue is find the rock that looks like this. And it's, you know, 10 paces south and dig there. So, it's like, okay, look around, use your binoculars, use your map. All right, okay, it's over there, dig. All right, I've got my next clue. Basically, it fills out the map a little bit more. All right, now, you know, look south, um, you know, follow the the wind at daybreak. I don't know, whatever. You come up with these clues. Whereas, if yep. you just went and killed everyone, you'd have the entire map and could go straight to the treasure. But it's really risky to do that. Yeah. That's cool. That is like cool. It. Okay, like let's call it there. I think we'll call it there. <laughs> This has been a late one for us. We recorded two in one night. So, if you want to find us online, we are at podchaser.com slash bitstorm. That's where you can find all our bits and pieces, including our previous 150 plus episodes. Uh, check them out. Go visit the backlog. Tell us what you think. Leave us ratings and reviews. All that good stuff. Uh, we are also part of the 8-Bit Collective, which is a group of podcasts both uh, gaming-related, pop-culture-related, and other. Uh, mm-hmm. And we all kind of work together and hang out and do cool shit. So, check them out at 8bit.net and uh, check out some of these other podcasts. We reckon you should check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just check out at AGP Network on Twitter or 
the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the use of the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Hells yeah. So, Hells to the yeah. Thank you again for joining us this week on Bootstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And this is actually the bad place. Bad place.